Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, June 27th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, a business owner in St. James had a troubled past. So when he started hiring, he looked for others seeking a second chance. I didn't think anybody would work for me, so I hired people that nobody wanted to hire. Now the architectural woodworking firm is thriving. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All tells us about the business where half the employees have a history of drug addiction or crime. First, the news. The Metro Trans Umbrella Group has decided not to lead Sunday's annual Pride Parade in St. Louis. The move stems from Pride St. Louis's decision to include uniformed police officers in the march. Here's St. Louis Public Radio's Nancy Fowler. Members of the Metro Trans Umbrella Group will not serve as Grand Marshals of the Pride Parade, citing police brutality against their community. Sayer Johnson is with the transgender group. It really wasn't a very difficult decision. We knew that that was the best decision for our organization. This year's event coincides with the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Rebellion, in which transgender people fought back against New York police who raided a gay bar. Jordan Braxton of Pride St. Louis says she respects the transgender group's decision and hopes it opens up a larger conversation. That people the trans community don't have equal housing. There's just the necessities, food, lodging, um, health care. Earlier this month, Pride officials banned uniformed police. Last week, they changed their mind. I'm Nancy Fowler, St. Louis Public Radio. Less than six months after a new liquor law went into effect on Main Street in St. Charles, many bar and restaurant owners want it changed or repealed. City Councilwoman Mary Ann Ohms says she will propose an amendment to the law soon. That law was passed amid concerns about crime on North Main Street, including fights and underage drinking. Tony's on North Main owner, Tony Bethman, says crime has decreased. Nothing happens down here. The amount of crime down here has gone from there to 10 to 2, maybe 1.5. Among other rules, the law says establishments must generate at least half their revenue from the sale of food, not alcohol. Footwear is one of many industries that could be hit by a proposed 25% tariff on more Chinese imports. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, shoe sellers in St. Louis are worried about how much of that financial burden would have to be passed on to consumers. St. Louis is home to many footwear companies, like Brown Shoe Company, now known as Calaris, and smaller independent retailers like Lori Shoes. Mark Walden, president of Lori Shoes, says the new tariffs would be the worst to hit the industry in the last five years. If the tariffs go into effect, he says his business and the manufacturers he buys from would likely have to shoulder the majority of the financial hit. They can't respond and pass the whole thing on to the consumer. You just don't alienate people like that. There is a lot of thought that goes into this. Walden says he's hoping trade tensions will diffuse this weekend when President Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping meet at the G20 summit in Japan. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. It's hard to get a job when you have a criminal conviction or drug addiction in your past. But a company in St. James, about 100 miles southwest of St. Louis, has embraced those employees and built a thriving business. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports 
on how the owner's past has shaped the present. Phil Cohen had a troubled childhood. He was abused and turned to drugs and alcohol to try to numb the pain. He says when he was living in a commune, prayer led him to the right track and to woodworking. There was this thing about working with my hands that I found a lot of, a lot of relief in. I, I kept gravitating back to working with my hands and finding sanctuary in that. Cohen left drugs and crime behind and started making things. He made pig pens for farmers, birdhouses, and wooden toy trucks. Eventually, he moved from Tennessee to St. James, where he opened a cabinetry shop. He didn't have much of a business plan or much confidence in himself and assumed the people who worked for him might not either. I didn't think anybody would work for me, so I hired people that nobody wanted to hire. I, I hired the kind of people that would that couldn't find a job, and they'd, they would have to work for somebody that nobody else would work for. That began Cohen's practice of giving second chances to former drug addicts and criminals, and he says he adopted a Bible-centric management style, looking to faith rather than business books on how to treat people. The business grew from eight employees in 2004 to 75 today, and more than half of them are former addicts or have a criminal conviction. Cohen is walking around his 55,000-square-foot factory floor where his company makes cabinets for medical facilities, offices, and stores. Walmart is one of their biggest customers. Cohen says he sees how the work helps his employees like it helped him. The therapeutic value of working here and then just coming to a place where they feel cared for. They, they, it, it, you see them here the first like week or two after they come. Uh, or they just got out of rehab and they're just walking around all uptight and then after a while they just relax and start trusting each other. One of those employees is Mel Stogsdill. She's a former drug addict who's worked at Cohen Architectural Woodworking and shipping and receiving for more than two years. She's proud of what she and her co-workers have done with a second chance Cohen has given them. And usually people who uh, have hit their bottom are hungry for growth and once they start growing you know, within a year, you might not even recognize them as the same person. There's just so much change. The company focuses on growth, spiritual, emotional, and professional. They offer classes, group meetings, and professional development. Stogsdill's husband, Scott, started at Cohen eight years ago on the shop floor. He's been promoted and now works in the estimating department. He says his job is everything to him. I mean, I look for people who are broken, and uh, it's it's... It's refreshing to know that there's somebody out there who wants to give people like me a, a second chance at a career. I have a career now. I didn't have that before. I didn't, I didn't even dream I would have, to be honest, after my past. Cohen doesn't have a formal program to bring in people with a troubled history. Rather, they're open-minded, and word of mouth has let people know it's a place you can apply for work, even with a conviction or drug addiction in your past. Beth Hubner teaches criminal justice at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. She says businesses like Cohen's are rare, but could serve as a model to solve the big problem of people with a conviction struggling to find a good job. Hubner says Cohen doesn't treat his employees with a past any differently. They do have a criminal conviction, they have been in prison, but they want, in terms of employment, the same things that you or I would want. They want a community, they want, you know, goals. They want a long-term trajectory and a fair wage. Hubner says it will take more than just business owners like Cohen to fix the problem, she advocates for more government intervention, like removing the question about past criminal convictions from job applications. Cohen is 69 years old. 
He says he doesn't have any plans to stop doing what he's doing. That's what gets me up in the morning to know that I can come here and change lives. Cohen says he may retire, but he won't stop coming to work. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.